Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Moore. So, this week on the podcast, we have Jarlath Regan, but let me tell you all about it. It was a really special day. You probably heard me talking about it coming up to the event, that it was the Head Stuff Podcast Festival, um, supported by Head Stuff and Aiken Promotions. It was really, really exciting. Uh, I got put in the same bill as Jarlath. They say don't meet your heroes, and I don't want to be corny about it, but Jarlath really was. It was the f- first podcast that I ever listened to, uh, and it's just one that's really inspired me. There are so many episodes that just have like incredible nuggets of the most inspirational stuff, like the most hilarious um, bits and bobs. There's so many different aspects to it that it's literally like a little life coach that you can just plug into your ears every now and then. I I, I couldn't recommend it enough if you don't listen. So to get to sit down and talk to Jarrett was was really incredible. I'm not going to lie, coming up to it, I was pretty nervous. I'd never done a live podcast. I'd listen to them. To be honest, sometimes I don't even like live podcasts because I'm kind of like, well, you're missing some of the intimacy of it. So I was a little bit nervous about that. I was also nervous about the fact that I have a pathetic little bingo machine that was going to be filling this 500-seater theatre, which was the Tivoli Theatre, and it was a, a brilliant venue for it. So we rocked up on the day uh, and I met Charlotte pretty much at the entrance and he was such a lovely lovely dude I also met Brian Connolly uh, his producer and we just kind of had the chat it was like kind of meeting an old friend except for the first time and it is that weird thing of when you listen to somebody's podcast you kind of feel like you know them you kind of feel uh, you kind of feel like their friend even though they've never met you and um, I'm sure Charlotte's really used to meeting fans of the podcast because there are many um, but it was really weird for me as a fan to meet him um, and it was really really special I honestly can't overstate how kind he was just with his time he was also chatting to me about my career and you know uh, advising me asking me questions it was really really useful it was almost like a business meeting at times and we kind of got to catch up I got to hear about his life he got to hear about my life and um, we were all ready to go on stage and play personality bingo when the power strikes so we have no power, so we're sitting backstage being like, what the fuck? We don't know what's going to happen, we don't know, are we going to get it back on? Jarlett was also doing an episode of An Irishman Abroad with Roddy Doyle, which was kind of the main event. I was kind of like the support act, it was an absolute honour. But we were kind of like, what? what's going to happen? So with every minute that the power cut went in, we were cut in our time uh, of what we had to do. So we were, we were, I wouldn't say we were panicking, but we were kind of like, what's going on? There's no mics, there's no nothing. So eventually the lights came back, we, we got the power up and running, uh, and Jarlett went on and he basically just welcomed everyone into the space. Because it's a weird thing when you're doing a live podcast. It's not like stand-up comedy, but you also don't want the audience to feel like they can't laugh. It, it's got to be an interactive thing. So Jarlett goes up, he welcomes everybody in, and um, he just kind of apologises for the delay. We have a little bit of a laugh, and he comes back, and then I go onto the stage. Uh, and it's weird, it, it really is weird. The way I described it was it was kind of like being the minor match before the All-Ireland final because I mean Roddy Doyle, Jarrett Regan hosting an Irishman abroad, they're like three massive names, the, one of the biggest podcasts in the country, if not the biggest, uh, and then Roddy Doyle who's just the most successful writer, screenwriter, playwright, all these amazing things, uh, and then Jarrett Regan who's like, I just had a hit comedy show at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, his show uh, Organ Freeman is going to Vicar Street this January, just so many incredible things, uh, and then for me to be kind of hobbling on with my little bingo machine it was daunting but so so exciting and I've got to say it was one of the best nights of my life and that might sound like hyperbole it's not it was really incredible I don't know why it just was um, I think it was 
probably because I didn't realise how much of a hero of mine Jarlett was until we got to sit down together. But once we did, I was kind of like, whoa, just to get like acceptance and kind of feel um, respected by this person who I respected so much was just the most incredible feeling. Uh, anyway, um, so there's a couple of things that I want to just make mention of before we start, aside from the big monologue that I just went on, uh, which I don't normally do, but I felt this episode needed something like that. Um, there was power issues at the start of the podcast, so massive apologies, but there is a chunk that is missing. So you're going to hear the start of this podcast, and it's going to sound slightly weird. It's going to come in on me swearing at Jarlath, um, which is what I like to do with most of my guests. Uh, but basically, we've been ha- kind of having the crack about like Jarlath telling me my questions were shit, and I'm kind of defending them. So we had this bit of banter going back and forth, and uh, the audience were kind of getting involved. It was really lovely. Also, Jarlath um, kind of got a bit hyped up about the numbers uh, and really, really wanted one to come out. So we kind of had built it up into this thing that if a number did come out, and I told him that it doesn't always happen, and it's very rare that someone gets them all, that if it did happen, that the audience were going to go a bit mental. Um, so that is also something to listen out to. Uh, there was just, yeah, a lot of back and forth. So if there are bits that don't make sense to you, it's probably something that happened in the first 10 minutes. And as I said, massive apologies for missing that. But also a massive thank you to Brian Connolly, who is a producer of An Irishman Abroad, for saving the day. He managed to catch our podcast because otherwise we wouldn't have got it um, because of that power issue but Brian is an absolute wizard uh, and we got it together guys um, for anyone who is listening for the first time who was at the podcast festival and wanted to tune in and um, you know hear it again uh, in the podcast form just a massive thank you it was such a special night people were really kind and you know were coming up to me and kind of saying well done because I guess most uh, of the people there were there to see Roddy Doyle and Jarlett Regan so it was really kind of people to um, make mention of me and our podcast and it was a really 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 special day uh, and I really really enjoyed it so uh, as if I haven't built this up enough now it's only going to be a disappointment because of how brilliant I said it was but it was really special Uh, guys I'm gonna let you get straight stuck into Jarlath Regan playing personality bingo with Tom Moran When was the last time you wrote a letter? Wow. And that's a good question. Go fuck yourself. I like that. uh... (laughs) God. Wrote. I wrote a letter to Frank Skinner uh, just the other week to see would he come on the podcast. Because whenever. He's the same agent as me. And they said, that when I emailed them and asked, they said, no. And I said, what if I wrote him a letter? And they said, he'd fucking love that. (laughs) (laughs) So I've started writing this letter to Frank Skinner, who I'm a huge fan of, and has Irish blood and all the rest. Uh, But it's a very hard thing to do, isn't it? What's the last letter you wrote, Tom? Can I ask you a question? That's a good one. (laughs) See (laughs) you... turns your question around on you. Yeah, it's, it's you go, great. Oh, what yeah. a good question. Where do you get these questions from? Yeah. Jesus. It's a good interview. I think my podcast is dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know when the last... I honestly don't. Like, uh, yeah, I just... I text. 
Yeah, but when was the... That's not answering the question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Come on. The last one. I get oh, no, no, yeah. I, I actually, I wrote my girlfriend a letter. Yeah, which yeah. was good. Yeah, for her birthday. I think, I, yeah, but I just didn't want to buy a card. Well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good answer. Okay, right. Uh, here we go. Number 40. No, Tom. No. Okay. no number 37 40. is the closest mm. I have to that. Okay. Uh, number 40. Uh, what is your biggest downfall when it comes to being healthy? Oh. I mean, where do we start, Tom? You really, you really hit on a nerve there. <laughs> I mean, anyone who's seen my stand-up knows this is my battle. Like, I was told at the Mayo Clinic when I went... I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I donated a kidney to my brother. I got, doesn't, don't mention it. It's not a big deal. It's yeah. not like I've written anything about it or... It's what they told me I had, which is, let's face it, the most disgustingly cruel twist of nature. <laughs> the carb sensitivity is where if you eat carbs, you quickly turn it to sugar and store it as fat. And they said that this is very common in, in Irish men, which makes sense that as a result of evolution, we've evolved in such a way that if you ever take our potatoes away again, <laughs> oh, we are ready for it. It's like a camel's hump. That's what an Irishman's belly is. And, but isn't that cruel? Don't you think that's cruel? That the people that enjoy the potatoes the most are responding in this way to them. And what's, whenever I've said that, and I have said this before, in case you don't know this is material, mm -hmm. uh, English people have come to me after shows and said, we bloody love a potato, mate. I don't know why. You're saying the Irish love a potato more than the English. We bloody love a potato. And, and I just think, fuck off. <laughs> you, you don't. You don't. If you're English in here now saying to me, we like potatoes more than you, ask yourself, is there a potato theme park in your country? <laughs> There's one in ours. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> Does that answer your question? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, here we go. Number 11. <laughs> and what's even better is I picked it. Yeah. Right? That was one of my numbers. The gambler wins again. <laughs> yes. I knew I should have put money on this. Go on ahead. I bet, bet it's a shit question now. Um, <laughs> When was the last time you donated an organ? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Uh, okay, um, do you have a role model? Mm. I'm just going to hold it here for the next 20 minutes. Yeah, 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 mm. I would. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, while I've said what I've said about George, he is someone I look up to. I love that loads of people in here took that seriously for a minute. No, like... Look, there's so many stand-ups that I just love and have completely, you know, just read everything there is to read about that person uh, and found things that they thought had long disappeared. I think it's a really good idea to just 
pull inspiration from as many places as possible. And in many ways, the Irishman of our podcast is me going to different people going, how did you do that? <laughs> Absorbing that information and then forgetting it immediately. <laughs> I honestly try my best to try and get information on how to succeed or be better from everywhere. And I've been doing it since I was 14. My brother sent me a motivational kind of self-help book by a basketball coach called Rick Patino, And that kind of was when my schooling changed, like I started to actually work smarter uh, mm -hmm. than, than I was before. That was really when the gambling began, is the, <laughs> is the truth, yeah. Yeah, nice, There you right. go. Okay, here we go. Number 43. No. Okay. <clears throat> Number 43. Um, if there was one thing you could change about Ireland, what would it be? Oh, nothing. I absolutely, I love Ireland. I really feel as an Irishman abroad, you, are, you can't say shit about it when you come <laughs> home. There is a feeling when you come back, people are like, oh, well then, oh, fucking stay in England then. You fucking, if you don't fucking like it, then fucking don't come back and visit. Do you know, there is a slight feeling of that. If, like, there's a million things we'd love to change. Mm. There is a million. There's just like, where do we start? Nothing's perfect. I mean, look, it'd be a start if we repeal the eight. I think. Yeah. It's the most glaring fucking thing to me that, like, it's just, why should you and I have more rights? than 50% of the population. It's just, it just makes absolutely no sense. And, I, I, you know, there's that, and, you know, we've addressed the hook situation already. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I left four years ago, nearly five, and I did feel like I was being told, ah, fuck off now. Mm. And I d it did feel for loads of my friends, like we were at a house party, and the people who owned the house had come into the living room wearing their pyjamas. <laughs> it was real sense of, are you still here? And it was said in Parliament, it's a great opportunity for Irish people. Sure, this is this what we're great at, emigrating. And I fucking, it really, I did leave with a bit of a fuck you. Mm. Uh, but I've always planned on coming back. So it is it really matters to me that Ireland gets better and I think it is yeah. it's substantially better than when it was and, when I left and what would be the thing that would have to happen for you to come back is that is it a thing in the country is it a thing in your own life well when you move away you get asked the same questions every time you come home for Christmas mm. when did you get here when are you leaving <laughs> uh, when are you coming back for good yeah. and I've asked those questions so often that I now have a date ready and I now work to that date I actually go look if six years from now when Mikey leaves primary school my plan is that's the day we're coming back because I think secondary school in Ireland's fucking deadly I think it's absolutely <laughs> I think it's just so good I think it's really one of the strongest things we have yeah such a rounded education such such a great schools brilliant teachers I, I really want to get back here in six years yeah that's the plan. All right, cool. All right, nice one. Okay. <clears throat> Number two. No. No. <laughs> okay. Um, do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Um, <laughs> well, 
I'm so shit at answering your questions, Tom. I hope this isn't crap. Uh, I think I have elements of both. I don't think that I'm... I'm both. No, I would definitely say... It's bizarre, but I am an introvert. Yeah. Even though I do what I do. When I'm not on stage, I'm extremely quiet and would prefer to be by myself. I really love being on my own. Mm -hmm. uh, so I guess that makes me an introvert, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, what yeah. about you? Um... Yeah, I, I feel in between you as well. I, I heard a good way of talking about it, though. It's, it's where you get your energy from. So if you get your energy from being by yourself or you get energy from being with other people. And I think, yeah, that I like being by myself too. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's a go away. Tom is a, brilliant, <laughs> Tom is a brilliant actor who I'm trying to convince to move to London. Yeah. yeah. My mum's out there going, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that how your mother talks? Yeah. That? <laughs> but that's why she likes Roddy Doyle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope Roddy's not here yet to hear <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> right. Anyway. All right, here we go. Number 55. No, no, Tom. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you're not going to like this question. I just know you're not. <laughs> I don't want to ask it now. Do you have an obsessive personality? Yes. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, hundred. Yeah. 110%. Is there something in particular that you get obsessed about easy? Oh, everything. Like, everything. I never do. I Like, if I'm into something, I'm really, really, really into it. And I, I just can't stop. And it's, you know, it's probably this, like, the thing I'm proudest of at the podcast is that when someone's going to be the guest, I just completely absorb myself in that person for a couple of weeks mm. and know everything I can. Now, that has backfired once massively. And that was Neil Hannon who, as all of you will know, has never been on the podcast. <laughs> but when I was in university, Neil Hannon was to come out, and I just left, and a girl called Louisa Niedon was the new uh, Ellen H. Auditor, and she invited me back to interview him in front of the members. And I was like, fucking hell, this would be deadly. And I researched him for a month, and I know everything there is to know about Neil Hannon. Literally everything there is to know. And we sat down like this, and I asked him one question. And he rolled his eyes and turned to the audience and said, maybe we'll get some questions from the audience. And I was so hurt. I was so fucking hurt. And he didn't take a question from me for the rest of it. Oh it was literally just questions from the audience. I can't even remember what I asked him, but I think he just didn't like the cut of my jib. I think that's all it was. It was a tough moment. So this is Can going you cut really that out well. of the podcast as well? Would <laughs> you mind? It'd be great to have Neil on the podcast at some point. <laughs> Jesus, right. Yeah, well, there yeah. you go. So this is, this is fine right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're still here. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. Number, number nine. No. Okay. Uh, number nine. The question is, um, where are we? Do you have any irrational fears? No. All rational, oh. all fully, fully backed up by fact. Yeah. Uh, I uh, really don't. I'm not afraid of too much. No, no, not really. Don't not afraid of heights. My my wife has a ton of irrational fears. Yeah, including labels on shirts. She, she fucking can't stand them at all. Stickers. I could just talk about Tina yeah. for the rest of this. Uh, she just doesn't like those things. I don't shit about anything like that I don't wow. have any irrational fears yeah whatsoever what about like what about like do you believe in ghosts uh, are you bringing this up because I mentioned that I saw a ghost well you did and then I wanted to hear all about 
I did see a ghost once. Yeah, I'm convinced I saw a ghost. And I know loads of people are going, yeah, fucking, yeah, fucking Egypt. So yeah, yeah. I did see a ghost when I was seven years old. I'm convinced it was a ghost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, did everybody else hear that laughter? Yeah. <laughs> literally the moment before someone launches into the story of how they saw a ghost this is not going to work no, out well <laughs> uh, look it was Halloween we <laughs> come on let the fucking ghosts out no we had a party at my parents house of course I was seven that's where the party was going to be yeah. um, bunch of my mates are over and we're roaming around setting off black cat bangers. Now, my parents grew up on this like uh, three acre farm, very small, just horses, three paddocks, right? And yeah, oh, what a fucking terrible <laughs> life you've led, George. Just three paddocks. <laughs> Fuck off. Working class boy walking around with apples to throw them <laughs> at things. <laughs> I mean it. There's a thatched cottage at the back of my parents' house. Again, what a fucking life. <laughs> a fucking thatched cottage. This is a fucking ancient cottage. This is a place where real IRA men have been murdered, mm. right? There's, like, we all know this. There's a fucking tunnel out of this thing. Now, don't ask me why, but we're all ducked behind this ditch. And this thing walks across the middle of the garden. <laughs> I'm still fucking weirded out about it now because this thing was this is, this is just not going to work out. Um, whatever respect anybody has for me is over at the end of this. It was wearing a turban. <laughs> this is a new level of Islamophobia right here. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, I don't know what kind of seven-year-olds we were. All of us just started firing apples. <laughs> Literally as hard as we could. It screamed, roared, and ran at us. And we fucking took off. We looked around. There was nothing there, Tom. There was nothing there. And these are the facts of what happened to me. And other people have shitter ghost stories than that. But that is my one. And I, like, I still meet these dudes. And they, like, we all are like, what the fuck was that? And I don't know if the people right now are unsubscribing to Irishman Abroad on their phones. But look, that's what happened. Wow. Yeah, the ghost would be the ultimate guest. <laughs> like, <laughs> what were you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, right, amazing. okay, we're coming to the end. So let's do three, three more. We'll give you the chance to, to knock off the rest of the three. We'll do three more yeah, rows. Yeah, yeah, go for and, it. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll and, and fingers yeah. crossed. All right. Okay, here we go. Number five. No. Okay. Number four. I love when people do that. <laughs> They're looking for the number that they have. Yeah. And that number gets pulled down. They go, I've got number four. I just fucking told you what number it was. Okay, that's what happened there. Okay. Right. Um, wait, what, what, did, what did I pull out? What do you have? I have four. You okay. have five. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
thank you for helping. It's numbers thing. Yeah. It really is a good hook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. As a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? NBA basketball player. Mm. Uh, number 11. R- yeah, number 11. <laughs> uh, really thought it was going to happen. Yeah. Really, really thought it was going to happen. Wasted a lot of time <laughs> trying to slam dunk a basketball. <laughs> Managed to do it. Managed to... Was able to dunk a basketball with two hands, but not play the rest of the game <laughs> particularly well. But did have bits and pieces and nice things and we won in All-Ireland and stuff, but I completely got it in my head that this was going to happen. And, you know, like kids are really not taught... I've brought it up on the show before. We should be teaching kids how to fucking have the crack playing these sports Mm. rather than really driving them down this funnel of you could be a pro. You're not going to be a pro. You can't say that to the kids, obviously. You can't sit them all down and go, guys, let's be clear, none of you are going to be professionals. (laughs) Most of you are going to be shit to average at this. But then what's the harm? Like, really? Think about all the dickheads that you play sports with. Think about, not, I'm not saying, I'm not referring to all of your friends as dickheads. <laughs> Think about the people that you play tennis with or five-a-side with and the amount of them who are pricks because they were told, this is how you play, you play to win. If we just teach people how to knock some crack out of kicking a ball around, I mean, there'd be just a lot less dickheads in the world. <laughs> That's my belief. It's true. So what I'm trying to say is, I'm a bit of a dickhead when I'm playing sports. <laughs> Do you still a play? A little bit. Do you still get to play? Uh, no. Okay. No. No. And there's the thing. In Dublin, I used to play two to three nights a week. Yeah. And there was always a game. And in England, basketball is like a dirty word. If you say, uh, I see you have a basketball court in a sports complex... Uh, they go, yeah. Uh, you go, uh, can I play basketball on it? <laughs> they look at you like you walked into a massage parlour and said, do you do massages? <laughs> and they say, yes. And you say, how do they end? <laughs> That's the way they look at you. Like, Fuck, could you be playing basketball on a five-a-side pitch for? It's for five-a-sides. It's not for basketball. I don't know if we think we have a basketball. We're in the fucking sports complex. They look like nobody plays it. Now, obviously, yeah. there's English people are going to be listening to this going, oh, I fucking love a bit of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Ask yourself, is there a basketball team park in your country? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a stream of invites coming to <laughs> at Jareth on Twitter now. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love that. I'd love to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Okay, here we go. Number come on, come on. Number 22. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, I love that it's still getting a laugh. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, number 22. When was the last time you said a prayer? Ah, oh, quite a bit. I would say I am I'm not an atheist. I'm a fella who's terrified that when I die... No, it was all true. It was all true, Jar. Fuck Jar. Jar, no, really. It was all true. You should have fucking been praying. I'm fucking terrified that that's going to happen. But then there's a part of me that thinks, I remember David had already saying this, that God will just give you a noogie and then go, go on in, you bollocks. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's the hope, right? Yeah. That's the hope. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah, I would say the odd prayer. Like, been a, a really tough year this year. It's been a really tough year. Yeah, for All sure. around, like, everything has been really difficult this year. From stand-up to the podcast to personal life, it's all been really fucking hard. And it really does make you go... Well, maybe I'll throw in an odd prayer here. <laughs> maybe that'll help, right? Yeah. It's a handful of darts at the dartboard. Uh, and does it help? meditating? Well, look, it is a form of meditation. Yeah. Like, it is that. Like, that's kind of the core of it, is slowing yourself down, breathing, and saying, I think that, that there is magic. <laughs> that's it. Hmm? I think that there's magic and there's a spirit and, you know, and all that. Yes. And all that. <laughs> yeah, and it should and be how it's taught in schools again. Yeah, salt and magic and all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I I don't judge anybody who believes. Mm. I just don't. I mm. just really hope Some, there's something. Right, mm. we all hope there's something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fucking be great if there's something. Good chance there isn't. <laughs> be fucking great if there was though. <laughs> Get to play in the NBA. <laughs> that's all the prayer yeah. that's all what we all, what we all want right yeah, yeah, yeah. right okay I feel weird not asking you the question back each time Tom I really have to restrain myself yeah, your conversation what about are you? terrible <laughs> yeah. it feels so self-involved to be like ask me another question yeah. I'd love to hear another one out of my mouth come yeah. on Ed right we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go to the break after this yeah there's the okay? last one okay yeah, yeah. cool okay here we go. It's number 25. Okay, I don't have that, Tom. All right. Well, nice to go out with a, a bang. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, this is, this is kind of nice way to go out. All right, number 25. Tell us, about, uh, tell us something about yourself that people consider surprising when they learn it about you. I don't know what people think is surprising. <laughs> I mean... What is there to learn? I once killed a man. There's, uh, there's that. I've mentioned that. I, t I tell everybody that. No, I. Um, uh, I don't. You, how do you know what people think is surprising about you? Ask me another question. I, I actually. Okay. Can I? I want to ask you a question. What the fuck. Do I know what people <laughs> think is surprising about me? What? Like. Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. All right. Let me ask you. Just let me just ask you right. a question. Question. Not a bingo question. Yeah. What? Um. One podcast. There's another. Your podcast. Mm. Super successful. The first one that I listened to. Thank you. Well, is there a bit of advice? Something you've learned? Something? And um, that you think is worth sharing? That just from talking to people and getting to interview so many great Irish people. Ah, uh, look. I get very emotional very quickly. That's probably me. That's probably the uh, the thing. Like I love it so much. I love Irishmen abroad so much. Changed my life, saved my life, and every single episode I love so much. Like with a really weird kind of, uh, I fucking love each one. Uh, and always the one I've done most recently is the one that affects me the most. And today I interviewed Mark Pollock, who's here today, and it absolutely blew my mind out my ears. And, you know, there's, there's too much, but Mark Pollock, that, that episode's coming soon. And Jesus Christ, if that doesn't affect you, you're made of stone. Well, brilliant. Yeah. Right, well... All that's left to be said is, uh, guys, thank you so much uh, for being here. As I said, my name's Tom Moran. This has been Personality Bingo. And a massive thank you to you, Jared, for thank taking the time to do much, it. Thank you very much, Tom. It's been a total pleasure. Thank you. Cheers, man.
So guys, that was Jarlett Regan on the first ever live episode of Personality Bingo. Um, a massive, massive, massive thank you to Jarlett for taking the time to do it. He had the busiest day. He was recording podcasts all day. He got new runners. He was just in Dublin for, for a couple of hours so it was amazing that we got to sit down um, and do a podcast with one of my heroes uh, so if you are listening Jarla, I just can't say thank you enough it was an absolute pleasure uh, and I hope that our p- cra- paths cross in the near future or our crosses path in the near future either um, either either uh, also a massive thank you to Taz Kelleher for all the work she does in this podcast uh, this feels like a bit of a landmark episode because Jarla is one of our biggest guests it was our first ever live show it was just really really exciting and Taz is the heartbeat of what goes on um, she's been so supportive and so lovely and it was so lovely having her in the audience uh, on the day I kind of feel like she should have been the one getting up at the end getting a round of applause uh, but that absolutely wasn't going to happen because um, fuck that but she's incredible and I am constantly giving her an internal round of applause at every moment of my life. So Taz, a massive, really, really heartfelt thank you to you for all you do for the podcast. Also, a huge thank you to Alan and Paddy and everyone at Headstuff because there really is too many uh, to mention. But the guys do mammoth work. Like this podcast festival, it was the first ever one. They got podcasts from all over the world. It was kind of mind-blowing. And it was so amazing to be in their company. And I'm always so proud when I get to tell people about Personality Bingo and it's on the Headstuff Podcast Network because um, I really respect the work that the guys do. And I, I mean that genuinely. I'm looking in front of me here and there's all the podcasts. It's Fascinating, Juvenalia, No Encore, Alison Spittle, Reviewables, Our Sexual History, Personality Bingo with Relish, 12 Angry Minutes, Double Love and In the Shower with Taz and Marcus. These are all amazing podcasts and it's so unbelievable to be on the same network as them and I really, really, really appreciate it. So thank you guys for having me. Um, as well, as always, a massive thank you to Leah Moore and Anthony Manley for the deadly, deadly theme music. It hasn't been sung at me in a while, which I'm not going to lie. I'm delighted about. Uh, also, a huge thank you to Connor Nolan for the wonderful artwork. And most importantly, a massive thank you to you guys for listening. As always, uh, it's such an honour to have people come up and say that they spend their time listening to it. And that, that happens. It's happening more and more. And I just, I guess I implore you to tell your friends because the more people that listen on a more consistent basis, I guess um, the more scope we have to bring you more brilliant guests. Uh, and we have had some brilliant guests. And just, I guess, a massive thank you to everyone who has done it. Also, a massive thank you for putting up with my annoying speech patterns because it was pointed out to me recently like the personality uh, personality bingo drinking game whenever I say like or I guess or eh, or just something annoying so I'm sorry about that but thank you so much um, for putting up with my many 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 flaws uh, guys I oh, see I said it I said eh fuck should we just leave it there just so if, if it was the drinking game that you'd, you'd just drink I mean it's good to end on a drink guys uh, yeah just a massive thank you we're going to have some really exciting guests coming up I have them all kind of lined up loads of lovely ladies which I'm really excited about um and yeah loads of really really great actors who you're going to recognise and um, if you have any recommendations for guests let me know get in touch if you want to come see me in the theatre I am in King Lear at the moment out in the Mill Theatre until the end of no- of October and then I'm delighted to say that uh, for November January and December they were in weird order, uh, but you get the point. I'm going to be in the Panto at the Tivoli Theatre with Mary Byrne and Alan Hughes and just loads and loads of great people. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's Sleeping Beauty and I will be playing Prince Charming. Although no promises of any charm, I'll be playing Prince Self-Deprecation. Guys, enjoy your lives and tune in again next week for another episode of Personality Bingo with Tom Moran.
This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.